You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49er Rush. Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Now, we have had one sleep <laughs> since the 49ers got their victory, 41-33, to over the Detroit Lions. And I guess I'm curious how it is you feel. Because, you know, social media, which is obviously never a true indication of how you should feel or the fan base feels, and I understand that, but it definitely, I mean, it just... You give it a little bit of time, and they're just going to go opposite of each other. Um, and so there's some that are happy. We're 1-0. and 0. We put up 41 points. How could you not be happy about that? And then the other ones are going to always focus on the negative. Those people exist. We're going to talk a little bit about them and how maybe they're a little bit more concerned and didn't see yesterday as a positive. Now, um, I'm recording this early. It's not a live episode. I didn't want to put it, I didn't want to go live um, during Monday Night Football. I practice a little bit later, so I had to record this very, very early. But uh, I wanted to make sure to get this out because I think it's important. Now, the film hasn't been released yet by the NFL. Uh, Whenever that gets out, I will be having everything up on Patreon almost immediately and going through those breakdowns. But I want to go through the grades, okay, and base these off of, again, pro football focus, that's, you know, one piece of the pie because they do an analytics approach to every single 
um, snap. But again, it's not everything. So you don't take it as gospel, but it's a great launching point to have a discussion on who played well, who didn't. Offense, defense, let's go through some of those things. Plus, we have some clips from the beautiful Juan Salas and uh, from the press conferences and just what we're going to hear from Nick Bosa. Um, we're going to hear from our head coach himself. We're going to hear from Debo, Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy. We, we've got a lot of stuff there. So um, we're going to be hearing from a lot of different people. Now, a couple things that I do want to talk about that have been quote-unquote confirmed. Uh, Jason Verrett's ACL is a confirmed tear. He is done for the year. This is his third year. I guess fourth year technically um, that will be done with injury, and you know it sucks because we really needed him, and he was playing very very well early. I know it's only one game, and we only had him out there for three and a half quarters, but this hurts. Now the good news is, um, you know, we're getting Mosley back. Hopefully, Josh Norman's going to have another week in the system. I fully expect one of them to to start. Um, opposite of that, I, I don't think Demo loses his job. Diamador Lenore played very, very well. We'll talk a little bit more in detail about him later um, when we go through the defensive part of this team. But the one thing that is crazy to me, and he logged 90, 9-0 defensive snaps, the most in the entire NFL for any defensive player. 90 snaps. Now, why did we give up 90 snaps uh, on defense? Because of the three turnovers, right? You had the fumbled snap, you had the Debo fumble, and then you had the um, onside kick to Kittle. So that gave them an extra, I don't know, 20-plus snaps. You know, you look offensively, we only had 55. We played 90 on defense, and then those started to rack up and count much later, um, which was huge. Now, Verrett's out. I, I'm not one of the ones that think Sherman is an answer here. I would love for them to sign Sherman. Again, the, my opinion is I don't see the 49ers bringing him back. I know that Kyle Shanahan said, yeah, we've discussed it and what that looks like. But it does seem just schematically they have kind of moved away from that type of corner. Um, if we sign him, I will be very, very pleased. Do I think that they will sign him? I do not. Um, so I think they're going to run kind of in-house and see what's there. And then, of course, Raheem Mostert. Man, he couldn't even make it through one quarter, um, which is awful. And here, here's the thing. Football is a 100% injury rate sport. You're gonna, I say that all the time. Injuries happen. Now, sometimes they happen to one person a lot of times. This dude's got a bone chip in his ligament of his knee. Um you can say whatever you want about, you know, injury prone, whatever. I don't care. Anybody that has a bone chip in your knee, maybe his knees are less faulty or whatever. For him in the past, it's all been ankle stuff. But even if he's quote-unquote injury prone, why the hell would you go after him or his family on Twitter or IG or social media? Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Um I understand most of those people are fantasy people that, you know, maybe lost money or whatever else. Then don't bet. Don't bet. It's called gambling for a reason. You know, we do bets on here. <laughs> maybe what my message should be is stop playing fantasy and come bet with us and you'll actually make money. Like, we've done pretty well. We hit five out of seven bets uh, this week if you bet with us, which was awesome. But, man, even if you do lose seven out of seven bets, you don't target people. You're the one that chose to bet it. Uh, I, I, social media, man, I, I think 
the fact that people <laughs> don't have to worry about getting hit in the face anymore for the consequences for their actions, I think it puts a lot of people, gives a lot of people online courage that just shouldn't exist. Um, but don't don't harass or target people. You know, and I've kind of learned just through this podcast, which, you know, obviously I don't have the the pool of NFL players and things like that, but golly, man, people say some hateful, mean things. I just don't understand that. Like, if you don't like somebody, just don't listen. If you disagree with somebody unsubscribe or mute them or block them on social media or whatever. Like why harass and target? I just don't be that person. I, and I know you guys, you're here because of positivity and you're part of this community and the faithful. So I know that's nobody listening, but man, um, that stuff ugh, really pisses me off. So what does the running back room look like moving forward? A lot of people want to crown Elijah Mitchell the go-to guy. I'm not so quick to do so. Now, obviously, you look at the the carries. Mitchell got 19. <laughs> Mostert got two. Hasty got one. Garoppolo, three. Lance, three. So just judging off of week one, Elijah Mitchell was the guy. Now, I think that he is definitely going to be the one or two. There's no doubt about it. What about Trey Sermon? Now, there are some rumors floating around, and I'm not, these are rumors. These uns, I, I don't know the, how legit these are. That Brand, Brandon Ayuk and Trey Sermon both missed curfew um, the night before the game. And if that is the case, in Shanahan fashion, man, he will, it, that kind of helps put things into perspective if it is true. Not saying that is true, it, it kind of makes sense, though. And so maybe send a message to those guys and kind of see, you know, what that looks like. Uh, Brandon IU got 26 snaps. That was it. You know, Trent Sherfield, 27 snaps. So it's they kind of half, they became the same player. You look at Debo, he got 46 snaps, right? So though those snaps are there, and it kind of seems like, you know, it, also on top of that, you know, Brandon Ayuk didn't get one snap. Or one target, I apologize. So that so that's kind of big. But if I had to guess, I think it's going to be one A one B between Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell. And I think Elijah Mitchell's earned the opportunity to be that one A guy. But you can't just have one guy. Um, you cannot continue twenty carries for Elijah Mitchell. But it makes sense because the game plan was set up with Raheem Mostert as the guy. And then you're going to put some Hasty in there. And a big reason why Hasty didn't get more playing time, pass protection. He was really bad in pass protection. He, he was called to stay in for three snaps of pass pro, and he received a zero grade in pass protection because uh, he did not do well on any of those. And that's usually one of the main reasons why running backs don't get playing time as rookies. Elijah Mitchell, guess what? Um, he was back in there for uh, pass protection four plays. He got a 23.4 grade. And so, again... It was better than Hasty, but not by much. So I think that's kind of another one of those things. We'll have to see. But if I had to guess, maybe Ayuk doesn't start, but I think that snap count starts to favor him way over Trent Sherfield. And not that Trent Sherfield's d done anything wrong to lose snaps, but it's just the ceiling of players. Ayuk is destined to be a star in this offense if he gets out of his own way and stays healthy. I believe that to be true. So I would expect that to go a little bit more kind of, you know, 60-40 snap count back to Ayuk. Now, before we kind of move forward here, let's talk about the highest graded players on offense and the lowest graded players. We only had 19 players take snaps. And a few of those guys, Raheem Mostert had the fewest with four. Trey Lance only had four. 
Um, and Juwan Jennings had six. Most snaps for this team, uh, it's always going to be the offensive line. Trent Williams had 55, Brunskill 55, Lakin 55, uh, Alex Mack 55, and Mike McGlinchey 55. Now, top to bottom, we had one player wind up in the 90s with an elite score. No shocker there. Trent Williams, 92.2, the highest rated player for either team, offense, defense. He was just incredible as incredible gets. The dude is He's every bit all pro that there possibly could be in the NFL. Number two, Debo. He had that 86.7. You know, if you take away that fumble, he probably would have been up in that elite category, 180 yards, uh, played really, really well. Got docked on some run blocking that knocked his score down. Number three, Kittle, 83.9. His pass blocking, pass protection, and pass routes, obviously just incredible. You know, one thing that I thought was interesting with Kittle, he only ran 16 routes. He stayed in and pass blocked 10 plays. And so you can definitely tell Kyle Shanahan is putting a premium just on this fact of, hey, we are going to force everything um, protecting the quarterback. We're not getting our quarterbacks hit. We're not having sacks. We're not having turnovers. We're not having those things. That is paramount. We'll get the ball out, and we'll see what happens. Daniel Brunskill played great. He's fourth-rated 76.3. Lakin, 72.5. And then Jimmy G, which was interesting to me to see where he was. Now, the fumble, I think that was kind of key. He was out there a lot. and You, you look at his stats, and I, I want to let Jimmy speak for himself because this is what Jimmy had to say about the deep ball to Debo. This has sparked some debate as well on Twitter. Now, I do want to let you know the 49ers' sound quality is trash. So we pulled this clip. I've cleaned it several times, trying my hardest to make it fit and to where it does. It's got a little scratch at the beginning. So I apologize for that. I spent way too much time trying to clean these clips to be where they're at. But uh, that, that's on the 49ers' end, not ours. Just want to throw that out there. So here's Jimmy G talking about the deep ball to Debo. Yeah, I saw he was one on one. I knew we were in you know, a tough situation. I just give him a chance, tried to back shoulder him a little bit, and yeah, I got hit pretty good on it, so I didn't really see it, but it was kind of funny. Me and Trent were all, we were getting up from the pile and everything, and next thing we know, Debo was crossing the goal line, so <laughs> it, uh, it worked out pretty well. I'm, I'm excited to see it. And, and it was a hell of a play. There, there is no doubt about it. And like, Jimmy G, love or hate, blinds you, right? If you don't understand both sides, you don't understand either side. That's what I always tell my students. You know, whether it's politics or something controversial, you have to try your hardest, which is difficult, to unclench your biases and be able to look at things with a neutral perspective. Otherwise, it's whatever. Because I put this poll out there and I said, grade Jimmy Garoppolo's game. And I put his stats up there as well. 17 for 25, threw for over 300 yards, 314 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, one sack, did have the fumble, but finished with a 124.2 rating. Uh, it's pretty damn good. So I put A, B, C, and I was going to put F up there, but I was like, no, man, there is no way in hell anybody could watch that game and give them an F. So I just deleted that category. Now it's got well over 2,200 votes within, you know, not even 24 hours yet. And, and the results are interesting, right? A, 66%, B, 32%, and then C, 2%. Now, I thought that was very fascinating. You know, if I was going to grade him, you know, if those are my scouts, I'd probably say A- minus or a B plus. I think that's kind of the range he was. Um, his pocket presence, everything was great. We'll talk a little bit more. Actually, no, let's, let's do that now. Let's dive into 
kind of his passing direction and how he held up everywhere. Dude was fire from everywhere. You know, whenever he kept clean and not blitzed, he went 13 of 20 for 200 yards and 10 yards per pass attempt. That, that's pretty good. Not great. 65% completion percentage, you know, just efficient. That's what he is. And then under pressure, he was blitzed seven times. And sorry, he was blitzed 12 times. He was only under pressure seven. He goes four for five. Four for five, 80% completion, 112 yards, and one touchdown. Obviously, that was the deep throw, 79-yard touchdown to Debo. But again, that was under pressure. So he actually was better under pressure than he was whenever the pocket was kept clean. And, you know, no issues with linebackers or getting close to getting their hands on balls, things like that. I thought he played relatively well. But the 2%, like, I understand social media is what it is. But golly, man. <laughs> how do you give somebody a C grade uh, that played that well? It's not Jimmy Garoppolo's fault that, you know, Kittle fumbled, you know, didn't get the onside kick. Debo, I mean, he iced the game to Debo. He did everything he could have. Stepped outside of the pocket, you know, threw it on the dime. Once we get the film, I'll have that clip up here. But did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That dude balled out. He's not the one that gave up all those points on defense. Um, that, that's just what it is. Now, you want to talk about that fumble, then I'm cool with that. That's why I put him in the A minus B plus. Now, there's a stat going around out there, and this is EPA, expected points added, and he has a .82, okay? What that means is every single time he throws the ball, the estimated point value with that is .82, and I know this is deep analytics, whatever, and people are going to get upset about it. Just to put this into perspective, the next highest quarterback in week one was Jameis Winston with a .59. He almost is averaging a point per throw. He threw 25 attempts, and again, we put up 45 points. Like, the dude was off the charts. Uh, so, like, efficiency, I think, is key, and I think that's kind of what we're looking at here. It's all about just, man, is he operating with the system? Sure. Um, and if you want to dock him for that, you know, that's you. 
But I think it's I, I think it is important to, to step back and say, look, he played pretty damn well. Um, he finished number six in Pro Football Focus. Whatever, I don't care. That was a good damn game. And if he plays that way continually, he's not losing this job for a long time. Trent Sherfield had number seven. He had a 71.0. And I want to jump now to Kyle Shanahan. And I want you to listen to why um, Sherfield over Ayuk and a couple other things. So here's the head coach himself. Yeah, I know he was a starting punt returner. Um, I know we started out, um, we started Trent, which they've been rotating a lot throughout the preseason. But, you know, Ayuk's only been back for a week after uh, he tweaked his hamstring, which we wanted to be smart with that. And um, also Trent Sherfield's earned um, the right to be out there more. And he looked really, really good. You know, I mean, got out there, got the touchdown, played really well, 27 snaps, nothing wrong with that. Ross Dwelly, eight. Elijah Mitchell finished number nine. Big reason why, again, pass protection, he was suspect. Um, now let's jump to the bottom. Let's go bottom to the top on offense. Lowest graded player, Trey Lance. Um, yeah, he only got four snaps. He did have the one touchdown pass for sure, but... There were some negative plays there as well. You know, three of them were run plays, didn't really go for anything. Mike McGlinchey, second to worst. He had a 51 grade. Pass blocking was not good. Didn't give up a lot of pressures, but again, you know, he did his job, but man, he looked bad doing it. Um, again, we'll, we'll get some clips of that. Brandon Ayuk, 17th. He was up there, so that's where he is. Uh, Juwan Jennings, 16th. Jamichael Hasey, 15. Warner, 14. Mostert, even though he only had four plays, 13. Use check 12, Mac 11, Muhammad Sunu 10. Those are the 19 players that got snaps on offense. Now, before we jump over to the other side and talk about this defense, let's go real quick. Uh, man, we made some money this week. Sponsor, baby, let's pay those bills. My bookie. We are back with another season of My Bookie. And if you didn't get in with our season long bets before the season kicked off, that's okay. Because we've got a lot more bets every single week of the NFL season. And my bookie is the best people to bet with. We've been with them for years. They're established. Credibility is off the charts. Their customer service is second to none. If you have any questions, you can call them. But here's the best thing about it. You bet, you win, you get paid. That's all there is to it. If you use promo code 49ers, which again, if you're watching us live, you can just take a picture of the screen. It's going to put the promo code in there with the QR code that's there for you. If not, go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers whenever you set up your initial account. They're going to match your initial deposit up to $1,000. And on top of that, we're going to have bets of the week every single week here on the 49ers Rush Podcast. But for you crazy people that want to do all the crazy betting that we do, that's going to be available for you guys over on Patreon. So go to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast, and I have my weekly bets posted there every single week. Last year, we tripled up on the season. Come join us. Bet with my bookie. They're the best there is. Bet, win, get paid. It's simple with my bookie. I love it. All right. Um, and again, I'll, I'll have the bets of the week up later. Now, this week we're going to Philly. So, you know, it's going to be a little weird. Usually I get those up on Friday, but I'm going to spend the entire day at the airport flying over there and all that stuff. But I'm going to take care of everybody. And again, if you're going to be in Philly, please hit me up. Uh, D Twitter DMs always open. Email 49ers Rush Podcast. But you should be partying with this, man. Come on out to the Drinker's Pub. We'll be out there. It's going to be a blast. Now let's go defense. And there, there is no mistake, you know, got the comment, I think it was Don Burr, where he was like, oh, Bosa versus Pene Sewell, how you like this rookie? Here's how I like the rookie. 
Nick Bosa was the number one graded player on our defense with an 87.6, just outside of elite. He had five pressures, one sack, two quarterback hits, two additional quarterback hurries, four solo stops. Like, the dude was off the charts great. Now, was this a Nick Bosa, you know, peak game or career day or anything? No, definitely not. But he played really, really well. Played really well. Uh, he was he was a great player. I think he ended three drives on third down by himself. DJ Jones, second. Um, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was really interesting that he was this high. I'm excited to watch that film. Eric Armstead, baby, 77.3, number three. He had nine pressures. One hit and eight hurries. Uh, was given fits to linemen all game. It's just always just so close. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he forces the throw to hurry up, and he's always in the right side of the backfield, whether it's run or pass play. But, again, stat watchers, you're going to hate it because, again, he had one tackle, right? One solo tackle, one solo stop. But that's it. But nine pressures is great. That's really, really good. Just got to finish one or two of those, and that would change almost everything. And then D Ford, holy cow. Number four, finished with a 75 grade, five pressures in 30 snaps. I thought I, I said he was going to get 20, 25 snaps. They put him out there late. Um, and so 30 snaps there. It, it, incredible. Five pressures, one sack, four hurries. Dude was just out there balling. And here is Nick Bosa. So we got the number one player on defense talking about the number four player on defense. And it just ba- it makes my spirit happy. Um, I think he played pretty well. I'm pretty busy when he's on the field, so I can't keep an eye on him, but um, he's always rushing really hard, and uh, there's obviously a lot to improve upon, but I think it's a good start for both of us. And so, like, man, I I can't believe T. Ford's done what he did, and if he stays healthy, and and this is my thing, okay, Jason Verrett's five, and he's gone, and that sucks, and odds are he's probably never going to play with the 49ers again. Uh, that's just the reality of the situation, which sucks. Um, I hope for his sake he gets better and signs somewhere. He's going to have to do another prove-it deal after this injury, which sucks for him because he should have got paid, and if it wasn't for COVID, dude would have got paid somebody um, and made a lot of money. But from the 49ers' perspective defensively, philosophically, looking forward, D. Ford and Nick Bosa will predicate how well the next corner plays, whoever steps into that role. Uh, Mosley and Demo is who I would go with. Or, you know, if you want to put, you know, Demo needs to stay on the damn field. You keep him out there. He's proven. He he played 90 snaps. <laughs> That's just stupid. Um, but the defensive line is going to kind of predicate the secondary success. That's just what it is. Number six was Marcel Harris. He only got three snaps, but he made them count. Tavon Wilson, 19 snaps. Uh, number eight, Contavious Street. Got 42 snaps out there. Five pressures, one sack, one QB hit, three pre- three hurries. He was all over the place. Now, the problem is, you know, you remember getting gassed up the middle so much. A lot of that was on Contavious Street. Uh, he struggled on the inside big time. Number nine, Jimmy Ward, 10, Tart, 11, number 27. He was pretty high. Um, he, he got kind of bumped up for his tackling grade. He was only targeted five times for three catches and had those pass interference calls. Uh, but yeah, number 27, I, I can't believe he's that high, but he did help in the run game considerably. Now let's go to the flip side. Let's go to the very bottom and count our way up. Ambry Thomas dead last played nine snaps, gave up three catches 
on three targets. That is really, really bad. Uh, Samson, uh, he he finished second to last with a 41 grade. He only had one pressure. It did count, though, in quarterback hit. Zach Kerr, I thought he had the worst game by far. I would have put him down there with Ambry Thomas with a 47.7. He just got owned in the middle. But that's going to happen whenever you're playing elite. Center Frank Rag Ragnow just dominated everybody. DFF, he's 20th. Givens, 19th. K1 William, 18th. Uh, Talanoa got 20 snaps. He ranked 17th. Trey Greenlaw, 16. Arden Key, 15. Demo, he finished 14th. The reason why he was so low is run defense. He was great in pass pro. You know, you look at what he did. He was targeted three times, gave up one catch. That's it. Targeted three times, gave up one catch, and just, for what, three yards? He was incredible. Uh, now, the way Pro Football Focus scores their secondary is basically how close you are or in phase you are or makes look covered even if they don't throw it your way. But Goff's not surveying the field. Take that for what you want. Fred Warner got 13th. I was kind of shocked by that. Um, again, a lot of those runs up the middle, they kind of attributed to him. And then Aziz at 12. So there, there's a lot there, and those are a lot of numbers. And obviously, the defensive numbers are going to get hurt because there's so many plays, and they gave up 33 points. But I want to listen to the head coach because I think this is important here. Just on the fourth quarter comeback and why what happened happened and why they, like, again, this lets you into the philosophical side of the defense and the flow of the game, which Kyle Shanahan has not been good at. Uh, I think everybody understands that, but here's his words on that. Yeah, I mean, it's a combination of the both. I mean, you, you want everyone to, you don't want to lose anything when you get out, but you're also playing a little bit more of a bend, but don't break defense. So that's what changes where you're not blitzing as much and trying to give up as many explosives, which it's frustrating because you know, you're going to give up some yards, maybe some points, uh, but you should be all right, but you got to get the onside kick and uh, you can't fumble it the next time, which gives them a chance and that stuff does happen. So, so that's why we got to be smarter than that. Yeah. You got to be smarter than that. And here's the thing, man. If, you know, Kittle just gets the, the onside kick, it's over. If Debo just doesn't fumble, it's over. Those things are there. It, you made a couple changes on the defensive side early. You pulled some starters, and I thought that was smart. I thought they should have been pulled earlier. But, man, it went downhill quick. And so, you know, again, I'll put that on me. I was wrong. I'm flipping out. I even said a cuss word on Twitter, uh, <laughs> which usually I don't do. But, man, I was pissed off that Nick Bosa was still out there when we were up 21 points in the fourth quarter. They pulled him off, and Bosa even talked about this press conference. I didn't pull this up. But, you know, Bosa was like, I wouldn't expect him to go back in, and I don't think any of them were. You know, I was talking about snap counts and kind of what that looked like. I said I thought Nick Bosa would get 40. He got 51. I said D Ford, I think he'd get 20 to 25. He got 30. Nobody's going to expect a rookie corner, Diamador Lenore, to get 90 snaps. It was just, it was fluky. And shout out to Detroit for fighting back. You got to give them credit. Now, the question is, you know, and I started off this episode. How do you feel about the win? You're 1-0. The entire NFC West goes 1-0. How do you feel? This question was asked to Debo. And I think that this is awesome. I really, really do. Uh, Kyle actually asked the team, like, how do we feel about the win? And nobody said anything because at the end of the game, like, we just got to we just gotta finish the game like we started. And then uh, I'm glad we got the win, though. I'm glad they got the win, too. Um, you remember last year 
when we were, you know, one and oh, it didn't go like uh, we were oh and one after the Arizona thing, and then it just got worse and worse and worse from there. Week two is going to be fun. Now, I've I've already started watching just a little bit of the Philly game. I don't have the all twenty two, but I'm watching the broadcast just to get a sense because it's new coaching staff, and it's going to be a fun game. They balled out. Uh, we'll do a full breakdown. Um, obviously, of the entire Eagles offense, defense, scheme, tendencies, all that. That's coming later in the week. But I'm hoping that the NFL will finally get the film out tonight so I can start breaking that down during Monday Night Football. If not, um, I'll get that to you guys to use on Tuesday. So I apologize. I'm waiting on those guys. They got to do their job, man. I got three jobs. Help me out over here. <laughs> it's what it is. But, you know, I, I think it's good with what he said. Because you got the win, okay? That's, that's Most important is getting a W. Next best thing, you walk into next week saying, all right, we were good enough to score 41 points, you know, in basically three quarters. Now it's time to keep our foot on the gas. It's going to change their mentality, or at least it should. So we know Kyle Shanahan can start fast. We got to see him start to finish. It it permeates the entire team. And you can say whatever you want about Kyle Shanahan. Like, I I don't care. Like, Kyle Shanahan didn't get the defense to give up all those points late. 16 points and, you know, drive, drive, drive at the end of the game. That's not on the offense. It's not on Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not on Kyle Shanahan, the offensive coordinator slash head coach. That's defensively. You got to learn to ice games. And we have not seen that. And again, Kyle Shanahan talked about going into more of a prevent shell defense because you're going to keep everything underneath. Technically, it worked, but gosh, we got to get better at that. So hopefully you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Sorry it wasn't live. Uh, I didn't want to go live during Monday Night Football, and I got practice later, so I apologize for that. But we got a lot more coming your way. Stay tuned, and as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.